Today was a great day for workers, right? I mean, the unemployment rate went through the roof again. 311,000. We only expected 225. That is over 86,000 more than they expected. You would think that is happy times, right? You would think that that would be happy times. In fact, I thought so I thought it was such a happy time that I my newsletter this morning had a little rant about it because of the reaction that they got. So what I'm going to do before I play that video is tell you my rant on this issue because I am ashamed at the response to having a great jobs report because the plutocracy uh, will not be challenged by whom? Our uh, Federal Reserve. Check this out. Jobs report is great. We had another blockbuster job report. One would think that Biden, the Biden administration would be getting supreme praise. And guess what? Our titans of finance hate it. It means they must pay employees a bit more because of the American worker has some leverage. Wall Street expected 225,000 jobs. Instead, they got 311,000 jobs. Of course, one would think that instead of continued inflated profits, dividends, and stock buybacks, that our corporacy or corporatocracy would pay their workers for their good fortune. But no, they will inflate prices no matter the extra cost for employees. And the Fed will be complicit in creating false unemployment to solve the corporate-created inflation problem on the backs of every American worker. Let's remind Wall Street and our politicians that there are millions of good immigrants trying to get into our low birth rate country that would make us the envy of the world. If we chose people over corporations, if we brought the immigrants in and covered jobs, if we brought the immigrants in and used their intellect, imagine this great jobs report wouldn't be saying, Prices of employees are going to be inflated, which we do need to increase the prices of employees. But the turnaround of money would continue to be so great and the productivity so great, we wouldn't have to worry about inflation. Why again? Let's go back to Economics 101. True inflation is only there if there is a demand and supply imbalance. But if we have the workers, there is no imbalance to speak about. But they won't tell you that. Because they want a large unemployment base from which to choose workers they can pay on the cheap. I, like I mentioned at KPFT earlier today, the cats out there in Wall Street, they're not all that smart. They know the laws of, the, of, of capitalism, which has nothing to do with reality, productivity, none of that stuff. Right? I gave an exemption of the bridge builder, the doctor, etc. People that really have, really does something useful for society. But these stockbrokers do nothing for society. These money managers do nothing for society. They just play the casino. They know how to play the casino call or Wall Street or stock market, etc. We need a complete, a complete change in the way these things work. You know, gambling is... Wall Street. Don't forget it. Anyhow, let's go ahead and play this uh, piece from Biden where he takes credit for what turns out to be a great jobs report. 
I think we've got a good jobs report. I'm happy to report that our economy has created over 300,000 new jobs last month. And that's on top of a half a million jobs we added the month before. All told, we've created more than 12,000, 12,000 jobs since I took office, nearly 8,000 of the manufacturing jobs. That means overall, we've created more jobs in two years than any administration has created in the first four years. And uh, I think all this matters. It's no accident. It means our, our economic plan is working. And uh, when I took office, the recovery and the economy was, there was no recovery and the economy was reeling. And the 18 million people were unemployed on unemployment insurance compared to less than 2 million a day. Unemployment was 6.3% and nonpartisan congressional budget office predicted it wouldn't get below 4% until 2026. Because of our economic plan, unemployment has been below 4% for 14 straight months since January 2022. Last month, the unemployment rate remained near the lowest level in 50 years, 50 years. And that's really good news. People who are staying out of the job market, this is a particularly good news, are now getting back into the job market. They're coming off the sidelines. They're getting back into the job market. The share of working age folks who are in the labor force is higher than it's been any time since 2008. That was one of the big predictors everybody was looking at. Tomorrow, it'll be two years since I signed the American Rescue Plan into law. It led to the fastest recovery of every ma any major economy in the world. It laid the foundation for the progress we've been seeing and we see today. Record new business applications, more Americans with health care coverage than ever, including more than 14 million Americans saving $800 a year on their health insurance. Unprecedented tax relief for nearly 40 million families with 65 million children, thanks to the child tax credit, which the child cut child poverty in half. And since we passed the Chips and Science Act and the Bipartisan Infrastructure Law and the Inflation Reduction Act, we've seen companies commit more than 300 billion, companies from around the world, commit more than $300 billion to invest in future manufacturing and innovation here in America, creating jobs. We're going to invest in America again. We're going to make it in America again. And the federal government's going to buy America. That's been my economic vision. But what does this progress really mean for families trying to get by? I'll tell you, it means more people with good jobs and the dignity and security that comes with the paycheck. And while we still have more to do, and there may be setbacks along the way, inflation is now down 30% from what it was this summer. Gas prices are down more than $1.50 since their peak. At the same time, take-home pay for workers has gone up, especially for lower, and this is important in my view, especially for lower and middle-income workers. This all adds up to just a little bit. I know you're tired of hearing me saying breathing room, but I think it's, it's, that's how people think about it, a little more breathing room for working families. And today's job numbers is clear. Our economy is moving in the right direction. Yesterday, I went down to uh, a hall in Philadelphia uh, to lay out my budget and outlines my budget, which builds on the progress we made growing an economy from the middle and the bottom up and the, not the top down. It's a plan that keeps investing in American manufacturing, innovation, and creates more good-paying jobs that don't require a college degree. It protects, strengthens, and strengthens Medicare, Social Security, two bedrock programs Americans have been paying into for every paycheck they've earned since they've been a kid. And we're paying for these investments. We're paying for it all. 
My plan, after it's all said and done, is going to cut the deficit nearly $3 trillion over the next 10 years, the plan I've submitted. Uh, and by making the wealthy and corporations just begin, <coughs> to, begin excuse me, to, to begin to pay their fair share. You know, uh, when we talk about 28% tax rate, Ronald Reagan was 28% tax rate. You know, that wacko liberal guy, you know? The idea that that's an, un, an unreasonable amount, but I'll get into that later. Anyway, it continues to lower costs for families. Building on the work we've already done, the lower cost of insulin and other prescription drugs to make health insurance more affordable. It brings down home energy costs, but bills for home energy costs. And our plan is a stark contrast to the MAGA Republican plan in Congress, where they're doubling down on the same failed policies of the past that would give special tax breaks to the wealthy, keep the, the tax breaks that were put in place by the last president, the wealthy tax, tax breaks for big oil, tax breaks for pharma, at the expense of seniors and families. You know, it's kind of a top-down, trickle-down economics that never, ever worked. I know when I grew up, as you've heard me say before, not much trickle-down on my dad's kitchen table. So, you know, my dad used to have an expression. He said, don't, I don't expect the government to solve my problems, but I do expect the government to understand my problems. Not solve them, understand them. Building a budget requires some really hard decisions. But all over America, families are sitting around their kitchen tables making decisions that are equally consequential. That's who my budget is for. It's about a value set, I said yesterday. Working people, middle class, the backbone of the country, small businesses who are responsible for around half of all the jobs in the economy. You know, big corporations, the fortune by they're big. But small businesses account for half the people employed in the economy. My budget reflects what we can do to lift the burden on hardworking Americans. Today's news tells us that thanks to our efforts, 12 million more Americans have jobs. The job is about a lot more than a paycheck, as I said. It's about dignity. It's about your family's dignity. And 12 million more Americans can look their kids in the eye and say, honey, it's going to be okay. And mean it. You know, there's a, that's a little more dignity for 12 million Americans. It's not just good numbers. People can feel it. People are moving back into work. But this may be the part that pleased me the most about the report, the jobs report, is people who've been staying out of the job market are moving back in, beginning to move back in. Jobs are available. People are working again. They're becoming more optimistic about their future. And now the biggest threat to our recovery is the reckless talk. Reckless talk, my MAGA friends, this is not yours. I heard me say it's not your father's Republican Party, but the Republicans in the United States Congress. They, uh, they, they, well, what they want to do with regard to the debt limit. You know, they're threatening to fall on our national debt. In fact, planning to fall, as some Republicans seem to be doing, puts us very much at risk. I believe we should be building on our progress, not go backwards. So I urge our extreme MAGA Republican friends in the Congress to put their threats aside. Join me in continuing the progress we built. We've got a lot more to do, so let's finish the job. And by the way, you know, we talk about what's what there's. I, I just saw my staff hand as I was coming in, the House Freedom Caucus. The members of the House Caucus will consider voting to raise the debt ceiling contingent upon the enactment of legislation. You know what the essence of the enactment of legislation is? Cut all spending other than defense by 25%. 25% across the board. And that means cops, 
firefighters. It means healthcare. It means that's just what you call discretionary spending, as you all know. And uh, and on top of that, uh, the, what they're really focused on, what I saw here, we'll, I, I shouldn't get into all this now, but is uh, what is kind of surprised me. They uh, they want to make sure we don't have enough IRS agents. You know those IRS agents we had? They're going to check on the accounts of the super wealthy, which require a lot of accounting, a lot of agents to look at it. <laughs> they want to get rid of them. I don't know. We just have a very different value set. Anyway, I'm optimistic. We're going to get the, uh, the CPI next week. Hopefully, it'll be in, in, uh, in some solid shape. But anyway, Yes. Uh, Mr. President, are you concerned that rising interest rates will put a damper on this job growth and impact the economy? And you mentioned the Freedom Caucus. Do you have um, any openness to negotiating on any of the issues that they mentioned? <laughs> well, um, first of all, we don't know what the CPI is going to be this week, it's, but it's been down. Interest rates have been down. The inflation has been down for many weeks in a row now. And I said, we're going to see blips going up, uh, but I'm, I'm feel confident that we're headed in the right direction. Um, and, uh, and there's a lot of talk about what the Fed will do and not do. We'll see. We'll see what the Fed will do. But uh, we'll see what, this, what the CPI is. I guess it's Tuesday or Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Next week is coming out. Um, the idea that... Uh, um, I'm going to agree that we start to figure out where we cut 25% across the board. By the way, their entire program does not lower the deficit one single penny. They're keeping, if they, it's what they say they mean, they're going to keep the tax cuts from the last president, number one, almost $2 trillion. If they're going to, in fact, no additional taxes on the, on the wealthy, matter of fact, reducing taxes. And in addition to that, on top of that, they're going to say we have to cut 25% of every program across the board. I don't, I don't know what there's much to negotiate on. Um, but I'm, I'm prepared. I told the speaker, as soon as he's ready to lay out his budget, I'm willing to sit down. And now I'm hearing things like, well, we're not going to have our budget till April or May, maybe even June. All this talk pushing me to get my budget done. I said I'd have it done by the ninth. Had it done by the ninth. I handed it to you guys. I handed it to them. Why all of a sudden can't they get it done in March or maybe even April? Maybe even May. I mean, I don't, I don't know. It doesn't sound like on the level yet. So thank you very much. Folks, uh, so as it, as it turns out, we have this great jobs report. Great jobs report. And uh, Biden comes out and he says good words about it. But of course, but of course, the rest of the plutocracy are worried that we are just too good with employment. And as such, we must do something to curb this employment problem. It's amazing that when things are going good for the average American citizen, the plutocracy, Wall Street, they hate it. I wonder why. We know why. 
we spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.